And hello and welcome to this week's edition of Conflicting Views. I am one of the very fine, fabulous hosts of the show, Mike Benson, and joining me is... Mike Gregorio, this is me. I am the other fabulous host of Conflicting Views Wrestling Podcast. And uh, so, um, we're bold predictions since, you know, we ended, we'll start with what we ended with last week. Uh, my bold prediction last week, we somewhat get an answer or resolution to if Foley's going to be fired or not, or I kind of thought that maybe it was going to be Foley and Triple H. So swerve it at Mania if Rollins' injury was serious and he really isn't ready. Um, but I also mentioned that we will find out the future of Foley somewhat, and uh, we did. Uh, we'll get more into that when we do the Raw review. And... Um, Last week, uh, for SmackDown, I said the tag team title picture will be made clear for SmackDown. And once again, um, just to keep you hooked on to listen later in the show, I'll let you know if those bold predictions came true uh, for SmackDown. And uh, Mike, bold predictions didn't treat you well last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, With that being said, we will start our Raw recap. And we start the show off. We are in Brooklyn, and Foley comes out. He's reading off these notes, you know, and sounding like he's going to resign, and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, index cards, and rips them off. And it was the best Mick Foley I've seen in, you know, since, you know, he's been named GM. This was vintage Foley on the mic, intensity, not a, not wearing any kind of stupid suit or checkered, you know, flannel suit. This mm-hmm. was, you know, we did get, you know, classic Manable Claw last week. This was a Foley promo classic. There was no stupid, you know, pushing Zami Zayn, fairing, telling him to fair Braun Strowman or bring out your best for Braun Strowman. As good as that was, it just felt forced and like, oh, we need to give him some classic McFoley. This was felt like, this was like not forced. This felt like McFoley to me. Um, and then he rips up the index cards, which weren't early index cards. They were like computer papers with typing on it, but whatever. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and then as soon as he stopped talking we hear Stephanie McMahon come out and she is just I cannot stand her anymore and um, she ends up you know she builds it up and she's, you, everyone knew she was gonna do the you're fired and I just can't stand her anymore um, before we get into um, our thoughts on it we also have Sami Zayn come out and say you know, Mick was, you know, Mick was right after all, which is weird because Mick was so. That was just weird. I wish they, I wish they made Zayn and Foley a weekly thing, so we could see the progression. Once he like finally pushed him to face Braun Strowman and revealed he was doing it just to get under his skin, they kind of dropped it. Um, so Sammy Zayn to come out, you know, I understand why, but it was just weird and stuff. And him to confront Stephanie was like, no one knew that was going to end well. And here comes, you know, um, Samoa Joe came out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was just felt a little weird for me. Uh, before we go into what happened um, backstage, uh, your thoughts on the opening promo? Uh, it was pretty cool. Again, like you were saying with uh, Foley, it was definitely some vintage stuff. Lately, I mean, you were saying how this is the best he's been. I mean. I, his he's been bringing that intensity for a few weeks now. We saw that with the Strowman and uh, Zayn stuff, 
but yeah, it was it was definitely cool to see it this week as well. I know you hate Stephanie, and I can't say that I necessarily love her, but as a heel, I think she does her job perfectly. She, I, I used to say this about the Miz, like he used to he he was just so hateable and like. As somebody who's a you know a, a fan of wrestling, who you know like I love heels. I totally love bad bad guys and when they're total assholes and stuff. But like when when Miz was doing it, it was just like oh god, please stop. But he was playing it so well that that's that he actually made even the the smart fans hate him. And I think that's what Stephanie does. Like she's so she's just so uh, you can't even stand her, and that's why she's good at what she does. And I I it's. I mean, I don't necessarily want to see her, and it, it is annoying to have her around, but hey, she's doing her part, and she's she plays the part well. So it was a... And I will say she's you know, good... Nod to her oh, father with the fire. I will say... Knife Um, I don't mind when she... Her in small doses, but when she overdoes it, and that could add to the whole, it makes her more hateable. When she adds in those little one-liners, yeah. and sometimes she's always been able to make great, you know, facial expressions and stuff, which is stuff I love. And what's big, it's not just how you say it, but it's not just your verbals, but non-verbals. And she can mm-hmm. do that stuff very well. When she throws in those little, you know, uh, quips and stuff, you know, she is good at it. But when, like the "you're fired," I thought was overdone. But, yeah. You know, once again, you know, I will admit it's like what you said. It's so hateable. It's you know, perfect for her. Um. So then, uh, Joe versus Zane in a forgettable match, you know, it just sucks because they gave it to us at a correct pay-per-view. At best, we see it again at Mania. At worst, we see it for free on Raw, and it's just forgettable. Um, and then I'll go to the fully backstage segment. I really did enjoy the Zane and him, because who know? like, we don't know. I've never read, like, or seen interviews with Sammy. But you really felt like, you know, the fan in him, but it wasn't overdone. I thought it was a nice, genuine moment between him and Zayn. And then, uh, hmm. you know, you had the Cesaro and Sheamus who, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this right away, I love Sheamus more as a face. Obviously, his first heel run was pretty good, but I've always, you know, looking at his career, you know, at this point, I think he does the face work so much better. He can do both, but once I prefer him as face and to see, um, you know, they go into the whole, no one believed in you two, and then you guys didn't even like each other at first, and you became, you know, tag team champs and liked each other. That, you know, I, I like that as well. You, you know, you had the nice moment with Bailey and the hug, and then her face when she saw Triple H was great, and then Triple H, you know, he, you know, his I thought the have a nice day was great. Um, what are your thoughts on the fully backstage stuff? Yeah, it was cool to see the 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 Sheamus stuff was weird. The how hard he embraced Foley, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a nice little nod for him to to be sent off off to his hip surgery most likely, and uh, who yeah, knows exactly. when we'll see him next. Also, you kind of glazed it over, but the as you said, it was a pretty forgetful match, and these guys could definitely put on something better. But did you? I don't. I don't know if you noticed it. Did you know? Did you see Joe when he put the coquina clutch on Zane, and like his eyes are like rolling in the back of his head? Did you notice that? I didn't catch it. Um, I kind of fast forwarded it. I gave it a chance. I'm like, I'm not really into it, so I was fast forwarding it and stopped it after 
the match was over. So I didn't catch that. Yeah, you need to you need to look back. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna keep doing it. It's it's some weird weird stuff. It it looks really oh, weird. Oh, Joe is doing it. Yeah, yeah. When he got when he has him in the in the clutch, he's he's rolling his eyes back as though like I, I don't know. Take a look. <laughs> um, that's yeah, def I'll definitely look forward to that or keep uh, looking uh, looking looking out for that. Um, <laughs> then we have we're tr we're treated with Charlotte versus Dana and I wrote in my notes parentheses boring another yeah. match I just fast forwarded I don't care now we talked about it last week why you know Dana was off air and how last week's moment might have meant more when she turned face but right since there was so much of a gap and she came back and they've also hinted at her it says I don't and I'm not a big Dana Brooke fan or unfortunately charlotte fan because of how i do not like her on the mic as a heel um so this was a match i fast forwarded um do you have any notes on it um, none at all before i move on yeah Good. nothing nothing um, noteworthy nothing really to nothing to say it didn't advance this this feud or dana's face turn she kind of still to me she still seems like a heel her character really hasn't changed except the fact that she's against charlotte now yep not good on the mic, average in the ring. Hate sounding like that guy, but if you're about talking about the woman, you know she doesn't have the looks compared to some of the other uh, <laughs> female uh, superstars as well. Um, going on to uh, Bailey, Steph backstage. Um, only thing I took out of this was Steph gave us a boring rematch from last week with Nia Jax and Bailey, and if Nia Jax she gets in to the match at Mania, making it a fatal four way. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts on that before we go into probably the best part of the whole night but um, any thoughts on that quick backstage segment uh, no <laughs> good um, so then we have the highlight reel Chris Jericho exposing or showing us the real Kevin Owens um, I just loved this was <sighs> Chris Jericho was one of the best he, he was both in our wait I can't remember. He was in mine. Was he in your he top was. five? He was. He's number... I think he was my number yeah. four. Um, and uh, he was just great. There was... I couldn't think of anything bad to say about him. Uh, the Friends of Jericho, cheer me on, <laughs> man. Um, and then you, he shows us the old school Kevin Owens. And I can't believe that, you know... I, I'm sure Kevin did submit it, but it was cool. I wasn't expecting that. I thought they're gonna go the route where they bring in like a fake Kevin Owens and they just make him. They've done that before, where they have like an mm -hmm. imposter and Jericho's just gonna make fun of him. They actually showed that old school up from like 2000, I believe. The picture. Of yeah, Kevin I think Owens. he was saying that he was you 16 years the, old at the time. I don't know. I don't know if it was 2000. That's right. But yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a long time ago. And uh, you saw, you know, first thing I see the Jericho poster, wrestling figures, you know, wrestling posters, you know, more wrestling posters on the other side. I was trying to figure, was that Terry or Trish? Yeah, I'm not really or... sure who it was, but it, as Jericho said, it was just some chesty blonde. Yeah, some random. So uh, it's either it was just a random, like, poster, you know, you get at, like, your college, you know, bookstore <laughs> during poster week, or it was someone who's on the Shall Not Be Name list. Regardless, um, I thought uh, 
that was neat to see. And then you saw, you know, the Twitter conversation, which I thought, if I hope that stuff's real. If it's not, I applaud it because it's good storytelling regardless. But you see him, you know, asking for any hips, hips, wow, uh, tips <laughs> through uh, Twitter yep. DMs, um, which is, I thought, was still kind of weird. Because, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but to be able to D. M someone on Twitter, they need to be following you, and so does that mean we assume we we figure out that Owens was followed by Jericho? Tiny quip, you know, it wasn't anything, you know. I actually thought about it just now <laughs> instead of watching the show. So, um, regardless, I thought that was cool. You know, asking him for advice and you know being in the mm-hmm. area. Um, so I, I had nothing. About bad about that uh just i just i just thought of that just now um you also had uh just classic jericho he did the ayatollah rock and roll the best at what i do um and the the marking out man you know he, he you never hear them yeah, say yeah. the word mark on tv and jericho and you know marking out man i thought you know once again that was awesome um and then they tease the stable more, the impending stable of Joan Owens, and uh, you know Joe starts you know coming out, and then Jericho or Owens surprises Jericho and beats him up. Um, Owens rips the list, you know, when Jericho was just about to add Owens before uh, Samoa Joe started to come out. Um, so once again, this is just a great. They built this up, you know. It's been a slow burn, but worth it because of you. We never got tired of Jericho and Owens, the friendship, and you know the moment when the you know the festival of friendship that was awesome. So this has been one of the very, 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 very few things they've booked very well, and you know no surprise because it's with two of the the best, if not the top two, you know best guys on the mic. It's such a shame that after Mania, Jericho's probably going to be away to like June or something. But mm-hmm. before we move on, uh, your thoughts on the highlight reel. Yeah, I mean, not with a lot of uh, competition throughout the night, but this was obviously the the best thing they had on Raw, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it's honestly to me it was just I said it to you I, I said cat uh, hashtag uh, catchphrase city because like oh my god everything yeah. that Jericho <laughs> was saying was just catchphrase after catchphrase it was all funny but it it was almost like I don't want to say it was even too much but it was just like man this guy is really milking everything that he says. Uh, it was just an overall awesome segment, classic Jericho, and Agreed. like like you were saying, this is probably one of the best feuds that they've built up since you know since they were a tag team and then breaking up with the Festival of Friendship. It's it still really really disappoints me that this isn't for the Universal Title. They they these two guys totally deserve to be uh, fighting over that instead of just the U.S. Title. Not that that's a you know well I can't it, it is a lesser title and. Uh, yeah, I kind of just wish that they were in the spotlight at WrestleMania instead of Goldberg and, and Lesnar. Yeah, uh, but great segue. You mentioned Goldberg. We're then yeah. treated with a uh, little, since none of the guys are there, because they're both part-timers, uh, the video packs they showed of Goldberg. I loved all the old WCW footage and clips they showed. However, um, you know, once they start getting into the you know, Goldberg on Sports Center. It's still fresh to us. I didn't care, and I started to fast forward it. Um, mm. 
So, and I, you once again, both guys weren't there. They had to do something. I, you know, it would have been nice. You know, it would have made. I guess it would have made sense. But show more Lesnar. You know, maybe they are going to because they have a, what two weeks, less than two weeks before Mania. Show yeah, some classic the, Lesnar. We only got a week after this. Coming in, beating up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, show him, and we we will get to that uh, a little later in this Raw recap. But you know, Lesnar came out as a monster, just beating up the the Hardys, and you know his first opponent, I think, pay per view opponent, if not regular opponent, was Matt Hardy. Then he went into a little feud with Bubba. Then he won King of the Ring, beating RVD to win it. Uh, you know they don't address his old old stuff as much and you know maybe they will to help build more into this which is and i want it to be and i am not hating this completely but i think they need to add more juice to this especially with them not being there um so i didn't like how they just showed us what we've seen over the last six months uh your thoughts on the goldberg lesnar package yeah it was you know classic wwe package it was it was good stuff I, mm-hmm. along with you, I, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of this match. It's not that I'm, I'm against the match entirely. It's more again that going back to the Owens and Jericho thing. I just don't think that this this feud needs a title. I think that these two part timers don't necessarily need to be fighting for the prize when these two guys, Jericho and Owens, have been working their ass off all year round, and really could have made a, an awesome uh, Raw main event. Not that it would go on last like uh, Wyatt and Orton supposed to, but then again, who the hell knows now if uh, if they're going to put on Goldberg and Lesnar last. But yeah, it's I I it's, I can't say that I'm not looking forward to the match. It's just the you know just all the backstage <laughs> stuff with the you know how it's not it's it's not it shouldn't be for the title is what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I agree with you as much as I am kind of excited because I loved. Both of them, because when I got into wrestling around 2003, you know, you had, you know, Goldberg coming, you know, making his WWE mm-hmm. debut. Um, Goldberg is was the first WWE autograph, you know, I've ever gotten. Haven't met him. <laughs> but I don't know if I even never told you this, but my uncle uh, used to live in Atlanta, would ride Hardly's, you know, with Goldberg. And there Talk was a charity auction, something he did, and... The, my uncle and aunt, who's my godmother, got me an autographed poster of him. So uh, maybe I'm a little biased towards Goldberg. Um, no, I, I love that's Goldberg, why I too. Just always... Yeah. Um, so, and I, obviously, I'm almost like Vince in a way where you, when you see these incredible, you know, you know, human, you know, human beings with that size and that strength, you know, as a kid that, you know, was like we've talked about, I think, in our intro episode, closest, you know, being a superhero comic yeah. book fan, seeing guys like that is the closest thing to real life, you know, superheroes. So I'm getting off on a little tangent, but, um, <laughs> but you know, so that's why, you know, why I did that is to say that they don't need, I don't think as well as you do, that this doesn't need to be for the title. Um, but I am looking ahead. Uh, Lesnar having one more, you know, title reign. Actually, I do have a uh, come up in rumors. Um, about Brock being the champion, but to agree with you without giant tangent, um, it doesn't need to be the t- for the title, no, because of their superstar uh, prowess. Um, mm-hmm. Moving ahead, we had uh, oh shocker, Stephanie McMahon once again showing her face on camera, and it was with Sheamus and Cesaro, and this just 
this is when I really was like, Raw's just so bad. Um, she puts those two in a handicap title match, and not title match, a handicap match, and if they lose, they're no longer in the mat title match at WrestleMania. And why would we think that, from just saying that, why would we think that Enzo and Cass would work with Gallows and Anderson despite eliminating the threat of a triple threat? That's what they want us to think, but just like heels and faces never work out. I just thought, you know, we'll get into the match, but I just thought that was that's just a stupid way they booked both tag team titles very poorly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Bailey Naya, I fast forwarded it. I don't care. We everyone unfortunately figured uh, Naya would win, and she was going to be in that match. Um, do you have any thoughts on Bailey Jackson now? Net Jacks being in the title match at Mania? Uh, no, not really. It was a you know Naya won, and now she's going to be in it. That's yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, and this is where I think some uh, conflicting views might happen. It was the Cole and Triple H sit-down interview, and when they first said that that was going to happen, I didn't understand it, and I thought it was just going to be another, you know, interview with Triple H via satellite and Cole mm-hmm. interviewing him or a already filmed interview at headquarters that wasn't live. I was happy to say that Triple H was there. I know it is Mania, so you shouldn't be too surprised, but knowing WWE, I was a little shocked that he was there again. Um, I had some notes I uh, uh, pointed out. Um, I like Triple H's quote. You know, you know, I'm paraphrasing for a little bit, but you know, Seth is the architect, but I gave him the blueprint. I thought that was nice. Mm. Um, uh, none, none. Triple H, you know, just because of the whole health thing with Rollins, and I'm still, you know, I think by this point we know that Rollins, you know, this injury. I think it was either. Uh, a work or um, not real or he you know was healthier a lot sooner than you know they want us to think right um, but there's gonna be a non-sanctioned match Ron's gonna sign it um, Triple H did the thing where he gave Cole of Wrestlemania nosebleed seats and then to give the Rollins and then he's like you know what even better non-sanctioned match between him and I um, Triple H you know, doesn't mess up a lot on the mic, but he said Brooklyn instead of Brooklyn. <laughs> um, and we texted about this, and you watched it because you watch it live. I, you know, watch it. Uh, you know, I start a little later. Uh, you said the crowd was, you know, you know, you were annoyed with the crowd, and I see where you're coming from, but I think maybe because for I'm relating with the crowd, maybe I'm. I love Triple H, and I think Seth. You know, he was in both of our top current superstars but there's just something about this feud that maybe I'm bad about how exactly the, I don't like how they booked it exactly but I just would wish I'm just not really looking forward to this match what, what's hard for like me to about explain how they booked really it, why it's just I think it just took too long in my. I think that's it I like think, it should have happened earlier how long or like ago, I think it's gone too. I think, I think the build was too long. You you had Triple H get in the way of that Fatal Four Way match. What was that back in? Was that in back September. in like July? 
Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it it might have been. I don't know. It was. It was the end of the summer. And then Triple H was off TV for a little bit, forever. They didn't address it until like three or four months after it happened. Um, I don't. You know, you had. I like the Joan arounds and Triple H forming this faction, but you know. It made me wonder, oh, is Rollins going to face Joe now? Or, oh, is Rollins hurt? What's going to happen? I think there was just... For me, I think the build was too long. They made us for... They wanted us to forget about Triple H for too long. Um, I'm sure this is going to be a great match. You know, I wouldn't even say show stealer because it's expected to be a good match. There's been great elements to the build, but I just... I don't know. It's been for Triple H and... This is another thing I didn't write down, but I just remembered. You had Triple H, you know, talking about how Seth, he started listening to the crowd, and that's what made him weak and soft. And Triple H said that he never did that, but, you know, he was face, and he definitely, at points when he was face, he'd you'd yeah, work with the, with the crowd stuff. and take from the crowd. So I thought that was a little contradictive on his part. Mm-hmm. But once again, con- conflicting views, so... uh your thoughts, and then uh, if you have a little argument to what I said uh, about that. Um, yeah, with the segment, it was, uh, I it was it's just so it's so bothersome when a crowd just completely overtakes the, the the person talking on the mic. It's one thing when you know it's like a Titus O'Neil and Big Show match, and you know the crowd wants to say some stuff and explain that they're bored but when somebody like triple h who's a master on the mic and a master in the ring and and literally a corporate guy who's created nxt and and is creating the future of the business it's like i i I don't know it's it's disrespectful and it's just i hate when when the crowd tries to overtake big moments like that they always do it to stephanie they always do it to uh well they don't always do it to to bigger stuff like that but just doing it to triple h was it just really irked me and he was kind of off his off his game because of what they were saying they it's it's like they're louder than him even with a microphone and it's hard to you know it's just bothersome i hear that and do you think maybe because you know they they're not interested in the match for whatever reason but you know do you think that's why um they went towards the CM Punk, the loud CM Punk chants, because they're not interested or they're just buying until every time there's a McMahon or corporate member they're going to chant that. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on why they were being... Because um, you mentioned I totally agree. When it's like a... You know, back when the Divas... When it was still the Divas matches and they chant AJ or CM Punk, mm-hmm. or like you said Titus O'Neil, that's totally I think it's great. Because um, that's when we can relate, you know. That yeah. There's other fans feeling the same way that we do. With this segment, why do you think you know they were doing it? I mean, it could really be a since he is a corporate guy and you know going against the authority. But at the same time, it's like this is isn't Brooklyn a smart crowd? You'd think that that they would be all for listening to what Triple H has to say. I don't know. It could it could be because. The crowd, you know, just were were bored. Maybe because I mean, in reality, this was the biggest shit show I've seen in a long time on Raw, and maybe they were just bored with what was going on. It could, it could be, it could be a that, million different things. But I don't know. I that's another good point. If it was, if it was me there, and you know, that that crowd seemed <laughs> to really be into the, into you know, being a almost WrestleMania after Raw type of crowd. But you know, for a segment like that, I I would keep my mouth shut. You know. 
I hear you. You know, it's, it's you know, two both sides. I I understand. I understand why the crowd. I understand why you're mad at the crowd. Um, but yeah, who knows? It's just you know, for me, you know, once again, I'm sure it's gonna be a fun match at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, for sure. But um, I think I'm still maybe I'm still a little salty about how they uh they just they started this so long ago and they kind of let it just sit and not you know they put it back in the in the you know back in the closet and let it you know rest for a little bit regardless once again i think it'll be a fun match it's just uh and just a little bit triple h and that's another good point that the crowd got under his skin and that's why he was a little off on the mic mm-hmm. anywho um then i just made random bullet points um uh correct me if the order's wrong but I fast forwarded the tag match because we all knew it wouldn't work out, and you're not gonna, you know, it's just because they booked it so poorly. I also didn't care. The Enzo and Cass, who I used to love, and they were so over, they just put them in stupid feuds, and the whole, the how you doing, the how you doing, the Mr. Clean, mm-hmm. and like all those, you know, that's been overdone. So unfortunately, I think they're gonna win, you know, at WrestleMania to give oh, them their sure. moment, but I just think it's. Uh, just of how they booked them, it won't. If they won the titles, even if it wasn't Mania, or if Mania was like um two months after they debuted, I know they debuted the night after Mania, but it would have you know because when their crowd was so behind them, and they still are for you know a good part chunk of the WWE universe. It's just like how they've booked them. I I just have lost interest. Same mm-hmm. with you know Gallows and Anderson. I just I'm just gonna sum it up. They just they booked the tag team divisions once again so poorly. You knew Sheamus and Cesaro weren't gonna be kicked out of it because for some reason this WrestleMania they have a they they they're obsessed with not single you know one on one matches or team versus team matches. Yeah, seriously. It's almost not as bad as WrestleMania 2000, but it's like a weird you know theme of this year's WrestleMania that there's so many multiple you know uh, there's V versus V versus V matches. Mm-hmm. It's but I so I kind of really don't care. I kind of I'm almost rooting for Sheamus and Cesaro now because I'm you know I really like you know it was a good burn a slow burn but I don't know what what are your thoughts on that match in the Raw tag team division? Uh yeah it was it was stupid they shouldn't have even done it they could have they could have utilized these two this these three teams so much better. Um, yeah, I th- I think giving Enzo and Cass more of a of a spotlight in this because they as they were as I think uh, Cass said it he was like oh this is our town and you know they could have they could have put them in a match with some jobber team and tried to make them look look strong I honestly would have preferred that over what they did uh, and then with the Raw tag team division is you know <laughs> it's it's not very good yeah the club is. I love Gallows and Anderson, but they they're just Agreed. so so stupid. Their character is just ridiculous, and they're like, they what are they always saying? They're calling everybody nerds, and it's just it's all so Nerd. stupid. It's yeah. not even funny. No, they're they they break up the club, and but they don't break up the. It was just I hated how they did the draft and the brand split. Um, but yeah. Um, anywho. This part was good. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of speculation. You know, this is moving ahead. Uh, a lot of speculation. We'll get into news and rumors more a little bit about the whole page and 
all that situation. But some people, you know, all over Twitter and social media did not think the New Day would be featured, not just for tonight, but they'd keep them off the bush for a while, maybe get rid of them being the host for Mania. I never thought that. Um, once again, we go maybe more into this more. But because they do have such a big draw and they've had them, you know, mention stuff that happened behind the scenes, you know, jokingly, subliminally mention mm-hmm. it. I didn't think they'd ever be, you know, punished. And you you can't punish Xavier Woods for this. Once again, we could maybe talk about it a little more in news and rumors, but um, it was great. The opening shot, uh, you texted me, said I was going to love it, and Xavier in the middle, and uh, Big E and Kofi just looking at him. It was just, um, I think I screenshotted or found a way to I saved that image um, on my phone because it was just great. And yeah. they're Kofi and Big E like, you have something to tell us. And <laughs> I liked how they kind of plugged all the matches for Mania. It made me believe, okay, these guys are hosting Mania. You know, it wasn't stupid. They didn't really go into their ice cream New Day pop things to the very end, and it wasn't, you know, them, you know, fornicating, you know, with the ice cream truck thing. So <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. The Biggie, uh, um, <laughs> he kept bringing up the the Goldberg and Lesnar match, even though it was, you know, when they were talking about you SmackDown. You just said it. <laughs> I, this is good. This was this was good new day. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't too corny. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the segment a lot, and I thought they did the hand the page thing. Um, with, um, once again, news and rumors will go more into it, but mm-hmm. I thought they played that very well. Yeah, for me, some of it was a little corny. I I I don't know. It, it's so funny how we have conflicting views. Like some things that you hate i don't understand why you hate and some things you know but whatever <laughs> so, I, I don't know i was i was a little bothered with some of the stuff that they were doing i i did find the the beginning comment with you know you have something to tell us and then the whole like you were saying with the goldberg lesnar thing that biggie kept bringing it up that was funny but i don't know they're they're getting too cheesy for me this this was definitely not as bad as some of their other stuff but uh agreed and i think that's why i liked yeah. it because it wasn't as bad and over overly cheesy as some other stuff. Granted, like you, I will agree there was some cheesy stuff in it, but just because of how bad it's been, I gave this one. You know, I kind of ignored it this week. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about this now. I I get that they're trying to use them as the WrestleMania hosts, and honestly, I'm fine with that. I don't I don't need to see the New Day in the ring. They're better on the mic and more entertaining than you know when they wrestle. But why couldn't they they be added into this into the uh, into the like handicap match situation not to not to be added into the wrestlemania match but why couldn't they you know why couldn't uh the club face new day or something to just to add them to the card and make it more interesting you know yeah i hear you but we'll never know what goes on you know goes in the minds and wwe creative yep um and then is it almost after over that, it was we're, we are almost finished. Um, a lot. This was... I fast-forward a lot every week, but this was like... My thumb was... This week was always over the uh, fast-forward button. Um, but for this moment, it wasn't. Um, because it was... This is nothing that's been booked well. I do have one little gripe kind of against it. Um, Austin Aries has been great. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, whatchamacallit uh, the Neville you know 
he's a good face. I mean, he's a wow. Well, he's a good heel, but I, I think I'm still sour because of how bad they've booked the cruiserweights and how that's kind of been a disappointment. Um, I think this is gonna be a great match. I thought some of the mic work. I, I should have took notes there. Son Aries said that it was a little, you know, thing that made me turn shake my head a little. It was Sun small, but. I think I've been saying I think this match is going to be a great Mania match. I'm totally invested in it. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of both these guys. You know, Aries going back to TNA and Neville. You know, the first time I ever saw him was him versus Zane at the NXT. Uh, you know, pay per view, and I've always loved the watching Neville's matches. So I'm really into this match. Um, but there, I don't know. I think Neville sometimes is too over. I mean too much of like he puts too much into being the heel I think he overdoes it sometimes but regardless I'll end this I'll end this for me with saying um, I'm I'm I'm, ah, words I'm looking forward to this match at Mania yeah me too it's um I, I going over the match though this guy Tony Nese who they're who they have facing Aries every friggin completely forgot there was a match what? sorry Completely forgot it yeah, was in a match before that. It was it was forgetful. It was stupid. But what's it called? Tony Nice. I don't understand why they keep putting him in the same match against Aries and just having him lose. This guy looks like he could freaking. He looks he looks like a superstar, and I don't understand why they're they're squashing a guy like him when they could they could use somebody in the back that they that we haven't seen in weeks. Like I don't know some of those no name. 205 guys and nobody cares about but why do they gotta waste a good talent like Tony Nese you know yeah it, it's frustrating because my this is despite nitpicking and pointing out a lot of flaws my biggest problem with the cruiserweights now it's nothing like the cruiserweights back when we both got into wrestling you know and even looking at WCW when they had the light heavyweight title mm-hmm. um or no, WWE, that was their cruiserweight title. There was a cruiserweight title, sorry. Confused for a second. But regardless, um, even with the light heavyweight title, th- those superstars weren't, like, s- s- you know, separated from the main roster. Like, you yeah, never see the cruiserweights except for, except for Gallagher and his rumble appearance. Like, I don't get why they have to be separated. You know, what made the cruiserweights so good, because every now and then we'd get... Rey Mysterio versus Edge, mm-hmm. or Rey Mysterio tag teaming with Edge, or um, you know when Big Show was just taking out Cruiserweight yeah. for the hell of it. Uh, it was you know, it's just I hate how they do it. I hate how the the they had to give it their own color, like the you know the purple title, the purple ropes. It, I just it feels like if you're gonna do this, make it completely separate from uh, the WWE you know shows put you know 205 live make that its own thing on the network like they've done with the uk title and then i know from just hearing reviews from nxt they have like uk matches but i just hate how they've done all this um yeah so like yeah, tony needs like you said i've seen him i think yeah this guy looks like he could hold his own with a Sami Zayn or with um a yeah, dean totally. ambrose so like um do you have any other thoughts? You know, I already kind of closed my thoughts on this, but do you have anything before we go into the one of the best parts of the show? <laughs> yeah, um, the the Aries and, and Neville 
promo that was it was okay like you said neville kind of overdoes it at yeah. times but i'm definitely really looking forward to this match and i i could totally see them stealing the show yep um so we talked about our favorite matches on our intro episode get icebreaker show and you know i couldn't rank a top like five matches but you know I do have a number one favorite match, and it is Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 19 main event for the uh, WWE Championship. Um, it, it's it, they showed it because they're you know it's like the Snickers WrestleMania rewind, which they've always done, and it just it almost you know it makes me sad that I was you know that was the main event, and watching that match then. The the first WrestleMania, you know, really, you know, when I became a big wrestling fan, there's no way I'm gonna feel the way I did watching that match back then with not let alone none of the title matches, let alone the two World Championship matches this year, and those guys are I think the two best wrestlers the company's ever had. Um, they showed, you know, and they even. There's a the two, you know, they this guy had like I think two mentions, you know, was, you know, relevant on Raw and SmackDown. We'll get the SmackDown, but they showed Taz, you know, they you they let you listen to the Taz and Michael Cole play by play. Once again, we'll get into SmackDown, and I'll talk more about, you know, what I just hinted at. But just hearing Taz and Cole reminded me how good of a commentary team they were. That match was great. So many good spots with suplexes and. You know, moves from the top rope. Obviously, the the shooting star press from Lesnar. Um, you had the F five that you know hurt Angle's neck again, and he was off the shelf for a few months. It was just a great match, and it's a shame. You know, and I will also you know going into the SmackDown. It's a shame that son that wasn't even you know a match or something that was happened in the arena was one of the best things of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And your thoughts on that? I I fully agree with what everything you said. It, it definitely was one of the highlights of the night. Hello, sorry, you cut off for a bit. Oh no, I was saying that. What's it called? It's uh, it was. I agree, and it was definitely the highlight of the night. One of the highlights of the night. Um, then you have the main event, Braun versus the main event that we all wanted to see. Uh, the rematch of Braun and uh, Roman Reigns. As predicted, uh, the gong and Taker shows up and they have the stare down at Reigns and then Taker looks like he's going to attack Reigns, chokeslam Strowman, then Roman spares Taker which I was like, oh my god, they actually did that. Taker looks like he could break in half. Um, and, and I'm still conf- I still don't know are they going to make it a triple threat match? Or, like a lot of people are saying, Strowman's going to be the next um, uh, Rusev and just Wyatt. Bigger, you know, guys that have been pushed, you know, so well only to fizzle out and lose title matches, lose big matches. Um, is Strowman going to be the next case of that? Uh are they just gonna? Hey, people care about the Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Give him that win, and then you know he just you know no one really cares about that, and they're just he's gonna float around the mid card. Uh, obviously talking about Braun Strowman, um, and if they make it a triple threat, it's better because Taker he needs. I don't care 
how whoever wins this match, Taker cannot have another WrestleMania. It's just I'm not looking forward to seeing him in the ring anymore. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was great for WrestleMania 20. It was we haven't seen we hadn't seen the Dead Man Undertaker in a while. The build up with him and Kane was great, and they gave him a Rumble win. They gave him a title run. They, um, you know, we had him versus you know we he had great WrestleMania matches in the. Uh, early 2010s and late two, you know mid 2000s but it's just he's just I can't watch Undertaker in the ring anymore I don't want to see Strowman in that match but a triple match triple threat match could make it more interesting but it's just I don't know I you almost think Reigns has to win that match but it I'm just not looking forward to this main event and I'm the biggest mark and Taker you know and all the aura and stuff is cool but it's I the that's me on that. So I mean, I kind of disagree. I I I want to see Undertaker for as long as possible. But then again, it's it's it was so funny because when he he hit the choke slam on Strowman, and then he like, did you notice that he like grabbed the rope and like made a face as though he was in pain? I didn't catch. Oh that. my gosh, because. I mean, I th- I'm pretty positive what they were going for or what he was going for was, like, he, like, made the face and was like, oh, shit, I'm going to turn around and get speared by Reigns. I should have, you know, shouldn't have got Strowman. I should have paid attention to Reigns. And, uh, yeah, it is it is unfortunate because Taker has really slowed down. I, I'm, I was just, as you were speaking, I'm, like, thinking back to all the manias that he's been in lately and, like, all the matches that he's taken place in. And, honestly, I mean... Besides last year, everything that he's done has been great. Like uh, WrestleMania 32, scrap that. He he was really even in such a slow match with him and Shane in the Hell in a Cell. He just was not. He he's just you can see how much he's aged. But like rewinding two years ago from basically basically two years ago now when he faced uh, Wyatt, he he looked pretty damn good still. And it's it's just crazy how he how. Did the difference between then and now is and even even last year to WrestleMania 31 back when he was um you could say he was in his prime when he faced Michaels at uh, WrestleMania 25 and that was only how many years Absolutely. ago now almost about 8 years ago i mean it's 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 just crazy that he's had all these great matches uh, after Mania 25 he faced Michaels again a great match he faced Triple H two years in a row awesome matches faced Punk amazing match uh, he got he lost the streak to Brock, but even that he still looked pretty damn good for for a fifty year old man. Yeah, it's just it's it's sad yep, to see re- how much that he's uh, that he's aged. But overall, I mean, if he can, if he could just you know do a few spots in a match, it, I feel like being up against a young guy like Reigns isn't isn't the best type of opponent for him. But like we were saying. With uh, you know a possible triple threat, which I do not want to see. I'd rather, uh, even though I don't want to see Reigns Undertaker, I think I'd rather just see the two of them go at it. Nothing about Taker's health concerns and why it would be better. I agree. Like I don't want to see a triple right. threat either. Um, and it's, yeah, just I agree with everything you just said. Like, you know, he had like three different primes. Like, obviously, he when he debuted, mm-hmm. and you know, joke about the biker Undertaker. He still that was still you know, great was given stuff. that role. He had st- him and Big Show and him and Lesnar and, um, 
the him and Vince and you know, you know that was good stuff. You know, uh, I agree. Good, gets overlooked, but that was good. And like you, you know, those mainers with Michaels and Triple H, even the Brock one was good. He took those bumps. I, he sh- he should have stopped us because I remember on our radio show at Southern when because going to the Hell in a Cell match with Triple H, he came out. You know, he had he like the whole thing where he shaved his head. And he came out with like the spikes, which looked cool and all. But I was like, you know what? Watch, we haven't seen him. Watch him come out like he did in WrestleMania 20. The combination of the biker and the dead man with the leather jacket and the hat. And we hadn't seen him, in, you know, really since the Mania prior. And he was in great shape. He came out in that attire, and he put on a good match at Bray. But mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, looking back at it, that should have been his last match, win or lose, you know. It would have made sense, maybe, to have him lose back to back manias, and that you know one's gonna yeah, especially to put over Wyatt. Exactly. So, you know, and like you said, other than Shane jumping off the cell, you could tell Taker shouldn't have been in that match, and I agree. It just it is a shame to see how old and deflated you know he's become Mm -hmm. fragile. Um. So with that being the last segment of the show, that brings us to the daunting task of grading this episode <laughs> of Raw. And I try to, I tr- really do, I think of the the good first. And you had Jericho, you had a little bit of classic Foley. Um, none of the matches stick out. Um, nope. But, you know, Aries cut a good promo. They showed, you know, it's almost like, you know, a cop out, you know, a cheap, you know, pop, you know, in a way, a cheap pop. But they show us one of, you know, my favorite match of all time. Um, you, as much as we just talked about Taker, it, you do always get a little bit of chill or goosebump when you hear the gong and the lights go out. Um, so I'm gonna give it generously a C minus. Yeah, I'm honestly the Jericho thing and the and Undertaker showing up was really all that did it for me this this week. So I'm going D plus. I know. Wow. Right? I thought you would. Who would have thought that I'd give it a higher grade? But I think because my number one match was featured in it. <laughs> um, now I'll, I'll 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 buy into their ploy and I'll say that was a cool part. Um, but all right, so those are our grades. Um, once again, my bold prediction for Raw turned out to be somewhat accurate. You know, involving Foley, and he's fired. You know, you mentioned he's going to do his hip surgery. Um, but that brings us to what happened. You know, we're doing this podcast Tuesday night, so I just watched SmackDown. I recorded it, watched it, and probably no more than no more than a half hour probably less um i didn't take notes during it so i also stopped it in the middle to watch the show with my family um so i'm gonna let mike lead the way and i'll just i'll you know you'll hear my uh displeasure with it as he does that (laughs) all right so we start smackdown off at mohegan sun in connecticut where me and mike were hoping to possibly go to the show but we did not uh attend unfortunately because no regrets. Eh, I personally enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. I'm kind of pissed we didn't go. But um, 
Yes, so views. we start the show, and Mauro Ronaldo, unfortunately, again, is not there because he's sick, apparently, this week. Uh, but SmackDown starts off, and AJ is backstage with uh, Daniel Bryan. We see Daniel Bryan talking to some guy and uh, talking about bullshit just to start off the show. And then AJ mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. You know, I thought he was fired, but apparently Daniel Bryan reinstated him. Yep. Uh, AJ's wearing all this uh, WrestleMania 33 gear, and... He's he's excited and seems like you know I'm excited to face AJ uh, not AJ Shane at, at WrestleMania. He comes to the ring and he cuts a promo and putting uh, Shane through the car window and he's laughing a lot and being like a total you know douchebag heel and he agrees to face Shane at WrestleMania. Uh, any thoughts on that promo? I thought it was a I thought it was a great promo by by AJ. He's as I've said it. He just keeps improving as a heel. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Um, I can't say anything wrong except for the fact you mentioned that he's reinstated after being fired. I know Shane is ahead of Brian, so it does make sense. But it's just, um, it's just funny how he's back. And yeah, I loved how he's decked in the WrestleMania gear. He, to Shane um, wasn't. He's late again to Raw allegedly, or <laughs> yeah, what so the they make it look out to be. But um, uh, yeah, Styles for me. Even, you know, he can do no wrong. Even with him facing Ellsworth, if you want to call it, you know, putting Ellsworth over those few times. Like, you know, AJ will do whatever this company is asking for him. And I I think they're being disrespectful towards him with how they booked him. I don't know if it's Vince's ego because he's not a WWE, you know, molded guy. Yeah, but once be. again, it's it shows a lot from AJ. I know he's, I hate saying it, but towards the back end of his career and now he's, making probably the best money he's made um but it just shows he's taking what they they are giving him and he, i think he's he is having fun with it like you said he's playing that douchebag so well um and i love every time he touches the mic yeah for sure uh and then we moved on to the tag team title match american alpha versus the usos uh, I cannot believe that you're moaning at this. See, I, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Usos, but I think that they're great in, in-ring talent, and I, I really, they put on some decent matches, and this, this was, just showed how good that they are. I, there was a lot of false finishes in this match. Uh, at one point, Gable hit a uh, moonsault from the top rope outside the ring onto one of the Usos. I have no idea who the fuck either one of them are. That was phenomenal. What? <laughs> I never have been able to. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, so, towards the end of the match, uh, one of the Usos, again, I don't know which one's which, but uh, he pulls uh, Jordan's leg into the bottom, like the second rope, and basically, you know, hits him where the sun don't shine, and uh, <laughs> one of the Usos, again, who knows which who's who, uh, hits super kick and pins Jordan and the Usos are the new WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So go ahead and spew and tell me why this is a bad match, Mike. There's a lot. Oh boy. Because that makes me not like this match. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm hating some hate some like the elephant that never forgets. But just like <laughs> I I've never been a big fan of the Usos. I, face heel whatever. It's just. They are great. I won't take away that they can move in the ring and they could do some nice stuff in the ring. But I always thought the 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 Samoan chants and the face paint was strictly for the kids because it's PG era. They don't have a Rey Mysterio, so they gotta have some very overdone 
you know, two cartoony characters. Um, and I, there was the whole thing when they won tag team of the year when one of them was hurt and the other was on commentary for more than half of the year. Uh, it, it's just, I always, I think they've tried once again too hard, just shoving the Usos down our throats. And once again, I, they do really good stuff in the ring, but it's just, I've never been a big fan of the Usos and that, that I call it biased, but it does, you know, uh, factor in, you know, you know my thoughts on all their matches and I love American Alpha I think they do and they they did some really cool spots I always love when they do like the you know Steiner thing with the bulldog from you know Mm -hmm. like the bulldog from the top rope with the guy on the shoulders yeah that cable moonsault was great Um, I also hate these the heel Usos but and my, you know, once again, I've talked about this. I think every show so far, to all two. Um, <laughs> I hate how the super kick, and I know it's not exactly sweet chin music, but I just hate how they have allowed people to use that as a finishing maneuver. Um, you know, because just Shawn Michaels, you know, you know, even you know they've gone, they've given Booker T and Bray Wyatt the rock bottom almost, you know, in the past, and yeah, it's yeah. just like no one, you know, there's no finishers are just exclusive anymore except tombstone and even that's between two people regard you know granted we don't see kane anymore i want to know where kane is but that's a whole yeah, other right. story we could delve into another time <laughs> um so the, the fact you know they couldn't do on their stupid samoan you know uso us flying us crazy us top us drop us thing <laughs> you know they did a super kick i know there were shenanigans before that I don't know. It, it was a good match. I'm, you know, non-biased. You know, both teams did a great job. But I think my dislike for the Usos ruins, you know, and cloud, you know, my judgment. Um, and I'm, you know, also mad that the Alpha lost only to build, only to now they have reasons to make this a WrestleMania match. Yeah. It's just, it's just, an, and that's another thing I that goes against the Usos that these are probably you know these are two of the best tag these are the only two tag teams people that deserve to be featured right now um i love you know i love slater and rhino but that was you know that was like a you know uh flavor of the month thing you the vaude villains too and it's not their fault you know just they they shouldn't have kept that gimmick as long as they did make a case they should have had a completely different gimmick like they've gimmick switched people from coming up from NXT, um, you know that gimmick. You knew that gimmick was going to last long on the main roster. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ascension. You know, I'm almost past the point where I am tired of you know face paint and otherworldly and supernatural and just because it's been done and you know people you know, it's, it's hard for them to buy into the Ascension. Breezango we'll get into later. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a combination. It's not all the Usos. I I don't hate the Usos, but it's just there's a bunch of things that made me just not like this match. Anywho, yeah, that's my rant on that. Yeah, I mean honestly, the only thing that I really had a gripe with is the whole that the the Usos are now the champions, and I guess we're gonna go into Mania mm-hmm. and have Alpha win it back. I, who knows? Anyway. Uh, so moving on, we went into what Miz and Maurice tell us is uh, Total Bella <laughs> deleted scenes. And on the screen, as you can see that it's red, it was spelt out Total Bella bullshit. In, uh, in, yeah, which was pretty crazy to see on SmackDown. I really didn't think that, you know, with the PG era, I, I wasn't aware they would put something up like that. 
but uh so we see this this deleted scene quote unquote and uh maurice is dressed up as nikki bella as well as brie bella and they're having a conversation between the two of them and they keep going back and forth and uh maurice who's brie is keeps saying brie mode and nikki keeps saying perfect and all this other stupid stuff just to just to mock them uh then the Miz comes uh, dressed as John Cena, and he keeps saying that the two of them are breaking a bunch of house rules because on Total Bells apparently John Cena is like a Nazi in his house, and he he doesn't <laughs> he has like a ton of rules and doesn't want people doing certain things. And they keep teasing at the engagement that you know John's gonna <laughs> John's gonna ask Nikki to marry her, and it, it was it was a really really funny segment. I, I'm gonna have to you know recommend you guys go and watch it, but. To, to see for yourself I don't do it justice but then it says to be continued so Mike what do you think of that I loved it and you know spoiler alert this was my favorite moment of Smackdown um, I thought this was great at first I'm like is that really Maurice playing both of them because they did the editing so well yeah. where you know I thought maybe at first sec a split sec it was two different women but she did you know I just thought it was hilarious I like you said, saying kept she kept saying Brie mode, and when she's like, "Oh, I, I forgot which one I was. I thought I was yeah, like, yeah, Brie mode." It, it was, it was. I just thought they handled it so well. I'm really happy they're you know. It's funny because I was not happy when Maurice first came back and was like she screwed Ryder after you know the SmackDown to Raw after last WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are they bringing her back? She's slowly growing on me. Is she great? No, but is she terrible? No. Um, I think this segment worked well for her because they're spoofing the Bellas, um, and I, I I was laughing. This was by far head over heels. You know, um, I was watching this segment, um, the Miz and doing the Cena stuff, and this made me. Never thought I'd say this, but I wish I've seen Total Bellas. Because I'm sure, you know, like you mentioned, I, I didn't know that, like, Cena had a bunch of house rules until you just said it. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, if, I'm tempted to watch an episode of Total Bellas just so, like, so I can laugh even more at this. Because I love how he's making um, Cena, like, that robot and, like, the house rule stuff. <laughs> about it, I just think this was great. They always do these mock, these parodies of other superstars with superstars uh, impersonating their you know fellow superstars very well like we talked about you know through text the michaels doing the hogan thing when he was hogan on like larry Mm -hmm. king or something like that they always do these very well it's one thing they always knock out of the park and i really enjoyed this this really this saved smackdown for me spoiler alert (laughs) yeah definitely this they i mean this alone is really making this feud even more enticing like in no way shape or form was i excited for this this feud in the least bit but they every each and every week they keep kind of stepping their game up and making it even better so yeah i was i was all for this was pretty hilarious and one last thing i've always i've always liked the miz i've said that before too but he's i think he's one of their best on the mic and he you argument argument it's tough you can make an argument that he is because of how long he's been there I've always I've only disliked him when he was like the you know the Hollywood movie star guy. I hate, thought that all oh, that was stupid, but you know he's always been great on the mic. He's a great heel. Mm-hmm. You know he's an okay face. He can pull off face, but I just this just shows why he's a good heel, and I why I you know oh, I'm, I've always been a fan of the Miz. 
Oh yeah, he's he's one of the best. Uh, so then we see uh, AJ Styles in the in the uh, in the parking lot or backstage area wherever the the talent comes through, and he's waiting back there for Shane. And then we uh, they cut back to uh, the ring and we get a Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton match. It was a you know it was a decent match. There was nothing really special. Corbin runs. At uh, there was there was this one point that I thought was pretty cool. I've never seen anybody do it. Uh, so Corbin goes to run at Orton, and you know, classic. They move out of the way and they nail the steps. But uh, Orton almost did like when Roman does the uh the drive by, like he he kicks and then lands on the uh on the apron. That's what Orton did. Yeah. He like he 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 moved instead of moving out of the way on the other side, he jumped up onto the apron, and it, it was pretty cool. I thought it was, you know, a, a cool way to dodge that and then uh towards the end of the match the cra- i noticed that the crowd was like looking over towards the the ramp and the uh where the titantron is for like two minutes and i'm like are they just like looking at themselves on the screen i don't understand what's going on and uh two minutes later we see uh dean ambrose on a forklift and he's like hey and he distracts corbin and orton turns him around hits him with the rko and gets the win and then we head to commercial, and we come back, and Corbin's still laying down in the ring. And then Ambrose gets off the uh, the the forklift and comes into the ring. And Corbin's again; he's still down. And he's like, "You want to have an Intercontinental Title match at WrestleMania? You got it!" And he picks him up, hits him with Dirty Deeds, and that's the end of the segment. And Dean Dean just goes off into the distance. What do you think about this? I watched all that through fast forwarding. Um, that Matt, that I will say that drive by, like reverse inverse drive by, from Orton was good. Um, but I, I even saw it through. You know, I saw it. I know the point with the crowds looking, and you always know it's a dead giveaway. Someone's out there. Um, it's just it's a shame. Dean was in my top five current guys, and and I want to like Corbin. Once again, you know, I've always had somewhat of like a soft spot for the big guys. I love the end of days, but it's mm-hmm. even you know the, people make fun of his mic skills. It's like every time he walks in a room or he's featured, hey, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you know, the going back to when he was in Brian's office, uh, kick off the show, and uh, it, it, and I used to not mind like the random mid card matches. You know, they didn't need this backstory why this match is happening, but just like. Why is Corbin and Orton when they're both in different, you know, title pictures? And mm-hmm. I, I have a very bad feeling Corbin's going to win the IC title because Dean always loses it and regains it. And you know, he yeah. watch he could set the record for IC title, you know, reigns. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, you know, I'm trying not to hate too much on it, but. Uh, I, I was afraid they were going to make it like a forklift match. I know there's still <laughs> a forklift know, match. Uh, Twelve days left to make matches worse. That's but, true. Um, it was an okay spot, you know. Despite some of the nitpicking that I did, I guess it was good. But for me, oh, they, they all did it at that one spot with Orton. But the like you brought up, but other than that, kind of forgettable. It's classic Dean. None of these guys fault, especially not Dean's. But my interest in this. You know, both these feuds are kind of meh, but anywho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next uh, we see Randy Orton backstage with Renee Young, and she interviews him and asks some stuff about Bray Wyatt. And all of a sudden, the lights start flickering backstage, and Renee leaves. 
and the lights go out completely and we see uh, Orton's feet and then there's a ton of other feet near him and they pan the camera up and we see all these people dressed up who I'm going to assume are all NXT guys <laughs> and uh, possibly <laughs> the Ascension. I could have sworn I saw uh, that guy's mohawk. Um, <laughs> but uh, Oh, God. I didn't... So, yeah, they're, they're all dressed up, and they look like uh, Eric Rowan, basically, with the mask on and the the, uh, the friggin' prison suit. And they beat Orton down after Orton tries to, you know, fight back and take them all on, but obviously the numbers game. And uh, they hold him down, and Wyatt comes out, and he for, it was some weird, weird stuff. I, I did like the segment, but it was it was really odd. He starts... I swear, he's got this, like, weird cross thing, and he's, like, talking in tongues, and he, like, like, he's, like, blessing him with the weird, creepy cross, and he, he's, uh, Wyatt starts saying that, uh, Sister Abigail was his only weakness, and now, uh, she's his greatest, uh, strength and is now a part of him. It was it, again. It was some weird stuff. He starts singing the whole world in his hands. It was definitely, you know, yeah. Because Bray Wyatt's this like type of Undertaker esque character. It it works and mm-hmm. it's you know it's creepy and it's weird. And again, it works for mm-hmm. his character. But it was it was it was some weird stuff. I I don't know how you felt about it. I I liked it, but it, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make this rant quick. Um. I didn't like this. I wasn't interested in this, and I strictly because of how they've booked. I'm gonna say the Wyatts. If this happened, you know, I hate. I've been saying this a lot, but if this happened in the prime of the Wyatt reign or mm-hmm. the Wyatt, you know, now one could say prime when they were first coming, doing all the weird stuff with, you know, when he was always singing "World" and he's got the whole world in his hand. Yeah, was he when he was. Uh, having minions and people and cloaks and masks, um, but they've just they've just killed. Uh, it's just how they've booked the Wyatts. I did not care about this because of they. they you know they, he. I'm gonna set Roan and Harper free, and one's a face and one's a heel, and then you know it's Roan versus Harper, and then Roan's hurt, and then Roan and Harper, and then they're back with Bray, and Bray's getting you know beat by Cena for three out of four matches. It's just mm-hmm. if this was still in the same you know if this was if they took and then Bray also in like 107 different types of matches with Dean. It's just like I would have really enjoyed this. Like you mentioned, weird. I love weird stuff. Um, like you know, Undertaker stuff. Super. You know, when it's used properly. And I thought White's one of the few guys. You know, although I am getting a little tired of it. When they first showed up and debuted, I was all into it. I was invested. Um, but it's just. I, I thought, you know, rumors, you know, you know, people have said that Harper's been backstage a few times or or maybe uh, rather, you know, in Florida. Uh, why couldn't he be there? You know, or, you know, you have people in his like exact attire. It would have been cool to at least, you know, have him one guy flip open the mask and it'd be, you know, rowing. Mm. It, it's just it goes to, you know, just how they've booked the whites and how I've been so invested in a character. And like you uh, the first like 10 words he said all I heard was like 
like did she not speaking in the mic was it tongues I, I it's just it's just a shame how they've poorly another case of poorly booked mishandled superstars who have the potential um i met ted dibiase you know the million dollar man back in august at a terrific con in that mohegan sun and you know i didn't was i you know i, I don't interview wrestlers because who knows what they can and can't say on camera because i'm pretty sure he's under a yeah. legends contract probably um but i talked to him you know off you know camera and he pretty much mentioned how triple h's and hunter's ego get in the way and one guy they've had bray wyatt and he was disappointed of how they've booked him um and he, you know he's right i love getting that info even if it's not you know on camera it's great talking about guys who've been in the business and you know crap on the business they've just booked bray so poorly and they've you know they had something great and they ruined it um that wasn't as short as i wanted that to be but as you know i tend to go off on things but <laughs> that's my thoughts and one why i don't care why i didn't really care about that segment yeah and the fact that as you were saying that how they terribly booked wyatt in reality i mean do we really see wyatt winning this match at mania why unless they're going to try to put wyatt over and and stand tall at the end of mania but i really don't see that happening i think they're going to give orton the title for god knows what reason because i've already catered they've let orton they've why just to try to make sense of their booking why have him win the rumble not win the rumble do the whole Wyatt thing for not not for just not to pay off unless they're trying to maybe to build Bray's character again but Mm -hmm. I won't get into another tangent but like why else would they be doing all this for Orton him like you know and I like Orton I try not to hate Orton and for a while I tried not to hate Cena but I've come to a point where I hate Cena another reason why that Miz segment was great but it's just like I don't want to see Orton as a champ. He was so over and so hot and on fire with the when he turned on the authority, him versus Seth, the RKO out of nowhere vines. And yeah. you know, at this point, I'm like, eh, about Randy Orton. I think, unfortunately, I can't even predict a winner for Mana yet, but I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna try to breeze through some of this other stuff. Uh, we have John Cena versus Fandango yeah. for who knows what reason. I that. that that just sucked. Like that was, <laughs> that just sucked. Like, when Fandango beat freaking Chris Jericho at Wrestle freaking Mania, and now mm-hmm. he's with Tyler Breeze, who was one of the top heels on NXT. They put him over. Um, crap. I hope I'm not wrong. He beat the Thunder Justin Justin Thunder Liger Tiger, right? Yeah, they the they actually NXT had him Brooklyn. lose to him. That's okay. Anywho, they still they gave <laughs> they let him. Yeah, bad, they gave, him, they the gave match. him that match against the. Uh, and he they they it's just I'm not saying these two should be a tag team or that, but they're both good wrestlers. We've seen them be good singles wrestlers, and Fandango was also so over. He had the crowd doing like chanting and dancing to his music, and mm-hmm. when he you know got rid of Summer Rae, and uh, he was it's just it's just. The see and this is once again we have so many recurring factors when we do these shows to see where he's fallen in the short time where he was on top to this just complete garbage segment yeah the uh so 
I think the reason that they did this this match did you did you see the new uh the new four episode series they had on on WWE their YouTube page the Southpaw Regional Wrestling thing? I've seen the videos or not even the videos I've seen the pictures you know from social media. I haven't watched it. Um, you can go into it, but yeah, I haven't watched any of that. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna really go into it because it's 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 funny and it was you know, I enjoyed the, the stupid videos, but they in the in the show I guess the Southpaw Regional Wrestling Show Cena and Fandango are like the the like backstage guys they're they're like uh, they're they're commentators basically so yeah anyway I think they were I think that's why they booked the match I don't know so Fandango comes to the ring with uh, Tyler Breeze and Tyler Breeze is dressed as Nikki Bella and I, I don't know why he he comes to the ring and he fakes doing the backflip thing that Nikki usually does but instead goes through the bottom rope which was mm-hmm. kind of funny uh, Cena mm-hmm. comes to the ring and Fandango gets on the mic and he starts giving him fashion tickets for wearing uh, jorts in 2017 which was pretty funny uh, then uh, I'm just so sick of the fashion police. Yeah, thing. no, I, I hate it too. They these two guys should not be in that gimmick. But I digress. Uh, the real Nikki comes to the ring and the match. I don't even honestly. I don't even remember if the match started. Uh, Cena hits the uh, the five knuckle shuffle on on Fandango. Breeze comes into the ring and uh, Nikki and John hit their 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 finishers and then they put them in the STF and they both tap and that was it. it I don't know what the hell it was and I love JBL but when Nikki came out part of it is funny but she's like oh that's the real Nikki oh, God. <laughs> that kind of went to JR but it's just like I usually laugh at him you know laugh you know with him not at him but it was just that I thought was too yeah. stupid like they made him sound and when you know, I didn't even talk about how bad Graves and Saxon are at, at all, which I think I deserve a pat on the back for myself. <laughs> yeah. Pat on the back because I, I just they're so bad. I just kind of ignore it. But um, <laughs> what I call it? it? It's just they made JBL. I don't know. It's, I just hated that segment. Um, I really hope Cena and Nikki don't win. I really hope it's Miz and Maurice. Um, but anywho. Yeah. Uh, so then we have uh, Becky Lynch versus Carmella with James Ellsworth, who comes with her to the ring. And God help us all, Natalia on commentary. Uh, she, for the whole time that she's on commentary while the match is happening, she can't even be serious. She's like laughing at JBL's joke. She's supposed to be a, a heel, and she's laughing along with JBL. Uh, at one point in the match, Ellsworth grabs Becky's leg, and she gets uh, what's it called distracted, and Carmella beats her down for a little bit, and then the match continues until Natty comes in and hits a clothesline on one of the two. I don't even remember. It's a forgetful segment, and then. They get the DQ mm. because of that. Mickey and Alexa come out to the ring, and uh, I, I don't even know what happened. Alexa stands tall with the title at the end of the segment, and that was it. Nothing really special about it, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, that was another thing I f- had on Fast Forward. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw like Natalia coming out on commentary, I hit like to go another speed faster <laughs> yeah, on right. Fast Forward. 
Um, it, it's just, an, as I've mentioned, I love Alexa Bliss. I love Mickey James. I like Becky in the ring. Um, I want Carmelo to do well. Um, but it's just, uh, unfortunately, and I'm optimistic this could, I think it'll be a fun match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of good talent. Uh, um, but, yeah, it just, uh, I had, I never hit uh, play while I was fast forwarding this segment. Yeah. Uh, so then we have another uh, total bullshit segment, a deleted scene. <laughs> And we see uh, Miz and Maurice, or well, I should say John and, and Nikki, in a room where it's it's supposed to be like, you know, them giving a tour of their room. And even though it's against John's rules, he lets them do a, a, a house tour. And we see a, a bed, and they're saying how it's their bed, but in reality, John sleeps in one room and Nikki sleeps in the other room. And Miz... Maurice, I mean, yeah, I can't even keep up with it. Nikki, quote-unquote again, starts talking about how she wants the SmackDown women's title over the bed. And uh, John says, oh, you can't (laughs) – what's it called? You can't be on screen when talking about furthering your career at my expense. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a bunch of other really funny proposal teases. And and Miz at one point says, uh, I got you a diamond. Dallas Page Yoga DVD. <laughs> and that was a really good one. I almost... To interrupt for a quick... like I I thought... Um, he paused after Diamond. I thought he was going to be... I said to my dad, we were watching it. Is, is DDP there? And it was... <laughs> yeah, <next> yeah. <laughs> the yoga. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was the end of that segment. Again, really hilarious. Probably the, the top moment in, in all of SmackDown. Uh, and then finally... We have the last segment of the night. We see AJ Styles again in the back waiting for Shane. And all of a sudden, a car rolls up. And, of course, who, who could it be? It's got to be Shane McMahon. No, it's uh, Rhino and Heath Slater who come out when there's like five minutes left in the damn show. I don't understand what the hell they were doing all night. Did you see the What's Wrong at Wrestling tweet? What did they say? It was like, why are they showing up with 15 minutes left in the Yeah, exa- Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so a car pulls up. Well, uh, no, I, I already said that. Uh, all of a sudden, they they go to the they show the ring and Shane's music hits and he comes out and he calls he calls AJ out and it's like how the hell did he get to the ring if that was the only way to get into the to the arena? I don't know. So uh, Renee finds AJ backstage and sh- she tells him that uh, Shane's in the ring and AJ goes out to the ring. Uh, and he grabs a mic and he's like he's still backstage and it's he's like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go out there he didn't say that but it, it he had the like it, he teased you as though he wasn't gonna go out there but he finally does and he's holding the mic uh, he for some reason AJ's like oh Shane I I want to apologize and I just want to come into the ring and shake your hand and he steps into the ring and Shane attacks him they brawl outside the ring. Uh, AJ hits a suplex onto the like the the barricade where you know superstars usually get speared through, but it didn't break and it was a pretty cool little spot. Uh, then Shane, you know, comes back and he starts hitting AJ and uh, he pulls the monitor out and he hits him in the stomach with it while he's on the ground and puts him up on the table and hits the you know the classic Shane elbow off the top rope onto the table. 
and they break through, and the show ended with that. Your thoughts on that, Mike? I thought it was awkward. Like, they never really... I'm trying to word this right, because I've I've been thinking about it ever since it ended. There was always those moments when you wonder if they actually hear what's being said on the ring, and then sometimes people are watching the TVs, or sometimes they're not, or people, like... It was just so weird that Styles is waiting in the parking lot, and Shane's in the ring, and it was just weird that Styles said, like, I know it kind of makes sense because he wouldn't hear that while in the parking lot, but they've never gone that meta kind of 3.5 wall breaking thing that they did. I just thought it was awkward because they've never done anything like that. And hmm. uh, it was, and then Renee made it even worse. I thought where it's like, Oh, Shane's in the ring. And it's just <laughs> AJ taking his time getting back. And Shane's like, Oh, is he gonna come or not? Or I'm gonna find you. And I just thought it was really weird and awkward. And then, yeah, my dad even said, "Oh, he's not gonna go out." But then he grabbed the mic, and I, I th- th- as soon as like the phone call at Brian, you know, I thought, I doubt it. But are they gonna swerve us? Is because Shane never really said he's his opponent at Mania. He just says Styles is a match at Mania. Part of the one percent of me thought maybe they're gonna swerve us and it's gonna be, I don't know, Kurt Balor, you know, Nakamura. Are they? But the the you know realistically thinking part of me was like they're not gonna do it. Part of me thought maybe because they're so discreet about Shane arriving and them not. And you knew Styles wasn't you know serious when he was gonna shake his hand and apologize. Mm-hmm. Was someone gonna come out and save Shane? But so that's just the mark in me thinking maybe they'd make it memorable and exciting but it's just like um the what's wrong with wrestling podcast also tweeted out a side by side uh shane i think did the same thing the raw going into mania where he hit taker while he was on the table with the same move i, I don't know it's just we've talked about how you know especially you know this match we'd rather see aj in the title picture but as i just thought this whole thing was awkward and and you can even tell when Shane took that first hit from Styles, you know, when he was uh, on the ground outside. He, he, Shane, and I know he's never been in complete wrestling shape, or he's never had the wrestler's body, but it just, you felt like Shane looks like he really is hurt. And there's no way that doesn't hurt, but just, I just was not impressed at all with this. Um, the, a little part of me thinking they were going to swerve us, but, um, yeah, I I wasn't uh, enjoying myself watching this. Yeah, I personally I as much as I want AJ in the main title picture and in the main event of WrestleMania, I I must say I'm a Shane Mark. I do I do love when he has matches and the fact that he's going to be in the ring with AJ Styles. I I honestly think this is going to be a pretty cool match. I think they're going to have a lot of good spots. And I mean the segment overall. It's they they made this the main the last segment of the night. So I mean I thought they ended the show in a you know, on a high note. It was I love seeing Shane jump off the top and doing the elbow through the through the table. That's just me. You may not prefer it, but uh, yeah, this is conflicting views. Uh, I mean overall, again, I think AJ should be utilized in a totally different scenario but with 
you know, as we were saying before, he's he's really making the most of every situation that they put him in, and and he's gonna he's gonna thrive through this, and hopefully after Mania we're gonna see him back in the title picture, and you know, hopefully they just put on a really good match. That's all we could really hope for now. And yeah, and I I tend to do this sometimes. I kind of go back on how critical I was. I agree. I've, I'm a Shane Mark too. I think when he came back, when no one saw that coming. Yeah, totally. Uh, when his return, that was a great moment. It was mm-hmm. one of the best, most recent. This is why I watch wrestling moments. Oh, it's yeah. just, I just think they booked him so poorly. You know, we, just, we talked about him and Taker, and then it, him and Brian. Like, and I wanted, and I was looking, for, I was excited that he was in the Survivor Series match. Forgettable, but you know, oh, I, I do love like that Shane match. And I mark out. Um. Oh, that's right. What? See, but it's, it's the, so many pay-per-views that just blend in and become a blur to me, and I forget <laughs> some of the good moments. That match did, you know, trying to think back, you know, having the Orton and Bray win in the end. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I will say that. But anywho, with Shane, it's just, I don't know. It, I like, I always love watching him jump off and sacrifice his body like that, but it's just, I think, once again, it's other stuff that's, you know, ruining my judgment on things. You know, if this creative was better like it was in the day I'd let some of the stuff pass but it's just like you know yeah. um so with that being the last segment of Smackdown uh see trying to put the, the positives first on the table you know what I'll even say the tag team match I'll give that a positive uh obviously the Miz stuff uh, and Marie's stuff, that stuff was, I you know, amazing. I thought, um, it sucks because and once again the Bray Wyatt stuff that happened during when that stuff was actually rel- like before they misbooked them. You know, I would have you know given that positive. It's almost just like at this point I don't care. I'm giving this raw. A, uh, I hate disrespecting the Miz like this and Alpha. D. Solid D. D. Wow. See, that's it's so funny. I I'm gonna give this show a B plus. I I mean, with the okay. with the opening segment with AJ, I thought it was great. The tag team match was good. The the Miz stuff was hilarious. The uh, and the Ambrose and Corbin and Orton stuff wasn't that great. The backstage thing with Wyatt was good. The Cena Fandango thing, honestly, I mean, with that short little segment, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, the Becky and Carmella match was forgetful, and then we got more of the Bella stuff, and then the the final segment was good. I I, I again, I give it a B plus. I thought I thought there was a lot of good in this in this uh, show. Conflicting views, everybody. <laughs> Conflicting views. Yep. Um, so, um, my favorite wrestler, um, uh, and I keep forgetting, that's the right category, right? Yeah. Is that what we do? Yeah. This week is really hard, because there was, uh, like, no good wrestling. It was... It was more, if anything was good, it was just a segment. There was, you know. Good segments this week. <laughs> That's what saved, and all the positives were the segments. I can't think of one match. Exactly. Um, 
I'm going break the walls at Jericho. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah, for me, it's like, ugh, I don't even. There was no good. I I guess I'll go with with Jericho as well. Um, for my most disliked wrestler. Ugh. <laughs> There's just so many to uh, choose from. <laughs> do I want to continue hate on this one superstar? Do I switch it up a bit? Which did I hate more? Both been ongoing and haven't liked these things from the beginning. Uh, I'm going back to the well. I just do not like Nia Jax. I wish she wasn't in the company. Um, she really takes away from the very athletic woman that we have in the business. I'd rather see Dana Brooke, quite frankly, Dana Brooke and Emma over Nia Jax. Uh, she, I don't, you know, she, she I just, she's um, my least, uh, my most disliked wrestler of the week. And it's, it's almost like it's tough to beat her in a way for me <laughs> harsh uh for me least favorite wrestler eh. again there there's just so many to choose from uh i guess i'll go with natalia this week because just the commentary was oh god it was god awful i would you know what we should really have friggin david otunga and and uh byron saxton be a part of this we should uh, we that should also, also they should be categories in their own. Yeah, right. Stated, you know, Otunga, Saxton, Graves. Uh, we're kind of split on Renaro moments, but uh, um, yeah, like I just what was the it's, it's, Graves looked like a fool. I'm gonna you know to go off the grain a little bit. It's just he every facial expression he does is terrible. His voice inflections suck. He was why was he wearing like tight dress pants when Saxon and Cole are wearing like normal, not baggy, but normal dress pants. Like you could see, you know, Graves crotch pretty much. It was, like, <laughs> I just could not stand looking at him this week. Yeah. I, I don't know what was going on there. Anywho my favorite moment and despite both shows, you know, sucking, they both had this should almost be favorite promo or segment this week because that's what did save this week for me. Um, uh, as much as I you know I liked uh, Aries on the mic and I like how that feud's going. As much as I liked hearing classic Foley. As much as I liked the backstage stuff he had with superstars. Um, I, my favorite moment of the week. It, it, I don't want to say by a landslide, but it was. The uh, total Bella Bull, uh, yeah. explosive. Um, I thought that was great. That was the only thing that made SmackDown really enjoyable for me, and that's why I'm giving it my favorite moment of the week. Yeah, I fully agree. And right behind it is the Jericho segment. Yes, very true. But I think, I th yeah, I think I have to go like because did if it wasn't for that, SmackDown would have been just a shame to watch. So. And Jericho is great. Obviously, he's a very, 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 very close second for yeah. me. Um, and if SmackDown was better and had more, maybe I would have gone Jericho. But, yeah, I 
I have to. I'm gonna give the Miz and Maurice their uh, their respect this week. <laughs> um, most <laughs> uh, how long do I have to decide? Because I still haven't. Uh, most disliked moment. <sighs> I'm going with. I'm going with the main event of Raw, the last segment. It's just, you know, I'm not a Braun fan. I want to like Roman, but I'm also in the words, you know, Undertaker shouldn't be there. It's the, just because of all the, I guess, names and all the factors involved, you know, on paper it should be better, but it just fell flat for me. So most disliked was the main event of Raw. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like the match either, but, you know, Undertaker definitely added to that. Uh, most dislike. I really, really, really hated that stupid, uh, handicap tag team thing with with Cesaro and Sheamus. That was just so stupid. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, possibilities this week for that segment, to say the least. Um. To say the least. So, next we have, um, This Week in Wrestling History. Great. And, um, Sting's birthday. No? Um, uh, today is, uh, what date? Give me a date, give me a date. Um, come on, Cage Sided. Oh. Uh, March twentieth is was this show yesterday was um, Sting's fifty seventh birthday. Okay. Um, fifty seven. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Really. So we. When um, was the last time we saw him in the ring? A year and a half ago. Yeah. When he had the, not including Hall of Fame, and I forgot the chronological order, but yeah, when he had the. Did he formally say like he had to retire after the Seth thing? Uh, Did he say that? I think I think episode? he said it at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. But I mean, hey, yeah, if he was while. say it was two years ago, that's fifty-five years old that he was in the ring. Pretty impressive. That's that's even older than the Undertaker. Yeah. Which, and honestly, I'd rather you know. I know they wanted to, but Sting got hurt. They didn't want to risk the neck. But you know, and it's been rumored forever. That I think, if, if you ask me, what should have been Taker's final WrestleMania, him versus Sting. yeah, really? Because he had already lost to Brock. I wouldn't have cared who won. Won. I wouldn't have cared if this was like a. I hate saying this, but if this was like a Goldberg match, but just to see them two in the ring together, mm-hmm. just a stare down. I hope they give us that moment just to see the two of them in the ring, like doing a stare down or something. I still hope we get to see that at one point, but. Um, yeah, what you know, looking back, you know, it was nice to finally sting and sting at Survivor Series. Was that two years ago now? Um, uh, I think it's uh, that was yeah, going on two, three years maybe. I don't know. No, yeah, three years actually. Yeah, that was one of my. Wow, that was one of my all-time favorite. Oh, this is why I watch wrestling moments. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, another birthday this week. Um. Uh, happy birthday, uh, going back to March 19th on Sunday. Happy birthday, AJ Lee. 
Oh. All right. Did you see the uh, um, the present that uh, CM Punk got her? No. What was that? She, he he had um Caitlyn. Remember Caitlyn, the wrestler? She, of course. He yeah. had her. He had her come to the to their house and surprised her in the morning when she was like doing work or something. And apparently they're like really like no best way. friends. And they uh, they don't see each other that often, so he had her fly out and whatever, which was a very sweet present. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, that that, that is, was that on his Instagram or her Instagram or Twitter? Uh, or I think it was on media? hers. I'm gonna have to look at that because that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, um, uh, the uh, March 18th. Um, what day was that? Was that South Saturday? That's not, that was last week. Um, uh, so I think. Uh, but since it was after we filmed, why not? Uh, yeah. WCW's uh, last pay per view, Greed, um, was March eighteenth, uh, nine or no, probably what two thousand twenty two years ago, <laughs> uh, March twenty first. Uh, I'm reading wrong things. Um. Uh, trying to find the card. Um, here we go. Jason Jet defeats Kui Wee. <laughs> what the fuck? Can't recall any of those guys. Uh, Elix Skipper and Kid Rome- Romeo defeated the Filthy Animals, which you know that name might not sound familiar, but that team was Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio. Ah. Um, Sean Stasiak defeats Bam Bam Bigelow. Lance Storm and Mike Awesome defeated Hugh Morris and Conan. Con- Conan. Uh, Shane Helms, a.k.a. the Cruiserweight, defeated Chava Guerrero to win the WCW World Cruiserweight Championship. Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare defeat totally buffed Buff Bagwell and Lex Luthor in just 54 seconds to retain WCW World Tag Team Championship. Ernest Miller, a.k.a. Ernest the Cat Miller, also former voice of Velocity defeated who better than Canyon um, mm. Booker T defeated Rick Steiner to win the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship uh, this match uh, Dustin Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes defeat Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair as a result of the loss Jeff Jarrett had to kiss Dusty Rhodes ass which turned <laughs> out to be a literal jackass mm. Scott Steiner both Steiners featured defeated DDP in a Falls Count Anywhere match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. With this loss, Paige was banished from WCW. In their last pay-per-view, so what the fuck? So, that was this week and plus a little more um, in wrestling history. Very cool. Um, And now we go on to... Hey Michael. Hey Michael. Um, you got any trivia for me, Michael, this week? Um, I oh shit! Wait, I damn it! <laughs> I did. I thought no. Wait, you're you're supposed to give me trivia this week. Okay, I got okay, but I got a question for you then. And I'll look up a trivia while you ask me that question. <laughs> Great. All right. So I I thought about this. Um. 
this is a it's a, it's a random question, but just hard hard. It's basically just like a prediction question. In one year's time, what um, superstar do you think on on both brands is like the most likely or even least likely to end up in the world title scene? Like who would not necessarily who would you like, but more like you know who could you see in the world title picture one year from right now so going into mania uh 34 and don't say lesnar or reigns <laughs> damn it um because that's a given i'm gonna say because we know we're having another draft AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. For the Universal title? Or the World title? Um, let's see. This is bearing one of them gets drafted. So, I, hey, you know what? I'm going to say the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So, Seth's on SmackDown? Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I'm dying to see an AJ-Seth Rollins match. Yep, because... We only have, you know, unfortunately, like I said, you know, only maybe, if we're lucky, five more years of AJ Styles, and that might even be pushing it. Yeah. Seth, you know, is in his prime. I think, you know, this injury has been over, overused um, or overplayed. Who knows how much of it is real? His most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, I think that makes sense. Um, so hopefully we have another AJ Styles, you know, a few great WrestleMania matches, but I think, I think those two, um, I think they were my top two. Did I have? I can't remember if I had Owens ahead of Seth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but and that would also be great at you know. But I'm gonna say yeah, just because I think they're two of the best in the ring. Don't wait on this. Don't sit on this. Make it happen, WWE. <laughs> Um, you know they're listening. How about you? I found the. Uh, um, how about you? I think I found a good trivia question, but how about you, for uh, your. Uh, uh, yeah. Your hey Megal. So, for, uh, for this question, it's like, it's got to be Reigns versus Brock next year if they if they keep the title on Brock for a whole year, which I'm assuming they're gonna do. It's got to be Reigns that's going to take him down. So that's, I'll just say that's what's on Raw. But on SmackDown, what I am hoping for and I'm praying for, even though I want to, even though I'd be totally fine with Seth versus AJ, hopefully we see Kenny Omega debut with the Royal Rumble next year and then face AJ for the world title at WrestleMania in the main event. That would be sick. Really cool. Um, so my trivia question, it's, I'm, uh, I think I might get you on this because it, um, I think this is a pretty good one, and this is straight from WWE's website. Oh boy! Which superstars are actually maybe, hey Maggle, <laughs> which WWE superstars entrance music contains the lyrics, they broke the mold when they made me, and they give you four options: A, B, C, or D. Oh boy! Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler. Billy Gunn or Mr. Perfect. Once again, I'll say that one more time. Which Superstar's entrance music contains the lyrics, They broke the mold when they made me. 
A. Shawn Michaels, B. Dolph Ziggler, C. Billy Gunn, or D. Mr. Perfect. Uh, okay, so I think I'm gonna eliminate Shawn because I mean the amount of times I've heard his theme music, I can't I can't <laughs> recall hearing that in the in the lyrics. Uh, Dolph. I could see it being him, but I'm not sure. I'm just trying to. Th- I'm here to show the world. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, Billy Gunn, the Ass Man song. I I can't see that being in there. And then Mr. Perfect. I honestly don't even know what his theme song was. So just just with the really? yeah, what that was. I thought it was only like an instrumental. I'm gonna help you with the elimination process. That is correct. I'll say that. Um, and it's teased, you know, you, Curtis Axel is almost like a remix, you could say. It's just that, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, let me see if you can hear it, if I play it. Um, but yeah, uh, while you think about the three remaining, um, yeah, Mr. Perfect was just uh, the instrumental, which I'm hopefully about to find shortly <laughs> and play. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna eliminate Sean because again I can't I can't recall hearing that, and you know what I'm gonna go with Dolph because I I can't I can't imagine those lyrics being in in uh, Billy Gunn's theme. I could I could totally hear breaking the mold in in Ziggler's thing because of how he's you know a show off and all that. So, final answer, B, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Okay, Okay. one sec. Sorry. So, Mike, what was your final answer? B, Dolph Ziggler. That is not the sound effect I was hoping, and it was very quiet. <laughs> but you are right. Hey, Dolph Ziggler's entrance music contains They Broke the Mold When They Made Me. I personally didn't know that until I kind of went through the same elimination project process while looking at it, because we've heard Sean's, and I've, you know, sensational sharing Sean. Uh, you've never, you know, you don't remember that. Uh, Billy Gunn was the I'm the ass man, and I actually, when I was looking, you know, I eliminated him right away because I had the uh, WWE uh, anthology uh, <laughs> that had a bunch of the theme music on it, and I always used to play Billy Gunn's music. Um, and yes, <laughs> and then Mr. Perfect, uh, yeah, is the instrumental, um, and it probably won't sound as good because I think with my uh, my uh, mic plugged in. Um, you can't really hear it that well. Yeah, I kind of faintly hear it. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And then, like, Curtis Axel's was more sped up. But, yeah, so, good job. Good uh, press of elimination. Uh, you got that right? Yeah, hey, uh, I mean, the college education so that was teaching me hey things. Maggle was... this week, so does that... Was I said that? that college education taught me how to do a process of elimination with damn uh, multiple choice questions. <laughs> um, so that brings us to our bold predictions. Am I right? It's uh well. Or do you want to do news and rumors? Or do you want to do that after? Wow, I forgot all about that. 
Yeah, we're approaching um, two hours. Let's go on to news and rumors, where we'll probably talk for another I'm, half an hour. Thought I'd uh, lead off news and rumors with that little soundbite. <laughs> okay. We're I, I didn't hear up. it. Let me try one more time. I can't let it play too long. Nah, nothing. That was, of course, Paige from Horror. Her, uh, her headline-making news from <laughs> this past, uh, this last week in wrestling, and that's gonna be the headline. I don't want to get too much into this. I try to avoid from this kind of talk, regardless, uh, along with swearing. But obviously, if you haven't heard, um, Paige had a few pics and videos leaked and uh, involving, of all people, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, despite all the hilarious memes I've seen <laughs> and GIFs involving Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. Um, the WWE has said they will not punish any of the involving parties. Which is good. Uh Page put out a post pretty much saying I've been hacked, you know, it's uh, you know, blah blah blah, shameless stuff like this has happened. Page's mom went to Twitter saying she wants to take action against this. Um, one of the few breaking news uh, I thought, you know, it was worth uh, mentioning this week. Mike, uh, we don't have to talk much about it, um, but your thoughts on this? Yeah, with the whole they're billing it Pagegate just like uh, your New England Patriots with Deflategate. Um. Anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I, I yeah, Four whatever. Um. Uh, what you called? If if you didn't hear about this and you didn't see any of these pictures or videos, then you're lying. Anyway, moving on. Uh, did you hear today that Mr. McMahon, outside of uh, WWE headquarters, <laughs> crashed his uh, Bentley? I did, but good news, he's all fine. Yeah, which is, of course, good news. We don't want anything to the creator of the WWE. Uh, we don't want any injuries, especially at his old age. Hopefully, natural causes are the reason he, he passes and not uh, an unfortunate incident like that. I, I could be totally wrong. It might not be a Bentley. It might be a Benz. I don't know. Um. Yeah, this was a, other than those two things. There's a few other things. Um, I don't know if you wanted to bring them up, but um, you know, those kind of things took a lot of the news and rumors. Um. Uh, focus. Um. Did you have any more breaking news? Because I had a, I had a rumor. I did. Uh, I heard. Uh, online. I'll do. I'll do three quick things for breaking news. Um. Sure. So, they announced Eric Bischoff will be uh, inducting DDP into the Hall of Fame, and Jim Cornette will be inducting the Rock and Roll Express into the Hall of Fame, which is, which which no yeah makes sense for both sides. And uh, another thing of breaking news that I saw that I think is going to be so sick that I sent you the video for today that uh, WWE is going to be releasing on the WWE Network. Uh, three new 
WWE 24 specials, which, I mean, the network has had some, you know, hit and miss uh, original content, but the WWE 24 specials have been really, really, really good. And they're going to be releasing one about Finn Balor, one about Goldberg, and one about our all-time favorite, Kurt Angle. Which... I'm positive all three of those are going to be great. I'm sure they're going to touch on Finn Balor's uh, recovery process and Goldberg coming back to the WWE and Kurt Angle, of course, coming back to the WWE. I don't know what kind of direction they're going to go with him because, I mean, how much footage can they possibly have of him now? Kind of, you know, hope that they don't release that for, for a while so we could get some of the new footage of when he, please God, returns and comes into the ring and, you know, gets back in there and shows that he still got it I am all for that I buy all those those should be very interesting you know I started to pick which I'm looking forward to you know units including you know two guys that I've have you know pieces of um, uh, memorabilia signed uh, but I guess you know I'm playing the music right now I can't wait for Kurtz you know I can't wait to watch mm -hmm. all these um yeah, those I think those are uh, definitely going to be a must-watch, most likely. Yeah. Um, for rumors this week, uh, I read browsing the web. I should have wrote down the source. Uh, I think it was cage side, cage side seats, but um, I heard that Vince wants or the company wants to have Lesnar booked as to give him one more monster you know unstoppable title reign you know we've all predicted and guessed that he's going to beat Goldberg um, he wants to go and go strong with Brock as the unstoppable monster champion again they didn't talk much about you know how often we'd see him but that's how I want Brock Lesnar to go out until he eventually loses to a worthy opponent whether it be Joe whether it be Owens heck whether it be uh, styles, you know, so um, anybody but Reigns, yeah. Your thoughts on that rumor, and if you saw any other rumors, yeah, for me, um, a lot of my focus was towards uh, the page stuff and those Hall of Fame announcements. But, um, do you have any uh, thoughts on that rumor as well as maybe other rumors? Uh, yeah, so as we've discussed, I, I'm not a fan of the whole Lesnar Goldberg for the title, but again, we can't change anything, so Lesnar taking the title from Goldberg is totally fine by me. Lesnar might be a part-timer, but he's he's been here for the long haul and uh if if he's going to be billed as that that monster that we saw after he beat the streak, I'm totally fine with it. Uh as long as he's putting all his effort into his matches and we get to see some awesome content from the content. <laughs> awesome matches from him between people like Joe and Owens and you know some of the new talent that we've never seen him face, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, last little bit of, of rumors is the Hardy boys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, have been offered a contract by the WWE, but we do not know much of the information on that. Agreed. I did see that, and we even mentioned that before we did start mm -hmm. uh, recording. Um, but talking about the ever so exciting Raw and SmackDown shows it's easy to forget things um <laughs> but yeah I, I think they're coming 
I trying to think what makes more sense. I'm hoping the night after Mania, I could see him waiting until like one of the next big pay per views, um, or the next biggest. I don't think they'd wait all the way to like Survivor Series, but I could see him pulling SummerSlam. But I think just because how I think. Jeff, like we mentioned, Jeff clearly wants to come back. You know, you know, obviously Matt does, but Jeff, you know, you know, interview um, said that he'd love to have maybe another title run and to come back to WWE. I think it is inevitable. Uh, I, you know, you don't, you can't always believe those, you know, um, like David Meltzer articles or the Wrestling yeah, yeah. Observer, or but it makes sense because they said or people said that their Ring of Honor runs weren't wasn't anything too long same with the new japan stuff as long as like kind of like one-time matches um so i i definitely see it happening um i believe it uh who knows you know what the offer is i hope it's something good i think even despite how it's you know i know it's mostly matt but despite jeff being this kind of in this crazy character i think watching it if you've watched any of the broken matt hardy stuff and the brother nero jeff mm-hmm. stuff it seems like jeff's matured from you know he obviously is i think it's safe to say hopefully he's conquered his demons um we've seen how bad he was you know tna you knew it wasn't good you know the first time leaving wwe mm-hmm. um and you, you even could tell me you know in his last wwe run where him and punk and the title that he's grown so i think wwe would love to have the guys back they know they'd have a big draw and yeah. you know, um, I'm excited, and um, I'm gonna. I I could see it being uh, you know the night after Mania, if not Mania or leading up to Mania. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about this. The night after Mania is like there's there's got to be so much stuff that's gonna happen. Like as usual, <laughs> we're gonna get some sort of NXT call up. We could possibly be seeing Nakamura debut. We could see the revival and DIY. One of them, definitely, I could see all three of those coming up. And then we have uh, we have agreed. Plus maybe Asuka. Yeah, Asuka possibly. Who knows? Uh, we have Finn Balor, who I guess is gonna be coming back the night yeah. after Mania because. I highly, highly doubt they have him coming back tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, <laughs> next Monday, on Raw, because yeah. what the hell are they gonna build towards for Mania? Um, we have Angle possibly coming back the night after Mania, and then we have the Hardys. So it's like that. I mean, I'm all for all of that happening, but would they jam pack yep. that into one show? You know. Hopefully they treat the night after mania the same way two nights after mania with smackdown because of the brand that's split. yeah that's true we because have of had all a, those possi- a mania after raw or after smackdown thing yeah so hopefully they don't try to cram all that in one show um but i I'm feel still, like what would i'm still trying to figure out what angle i'm just i'm trying to figure out what are they gonna do is Angle going to be the GM? Is he going to help Alpha? Is he going to go on a little, you know, not title run per se, but maybe is he going to have some of those matches uh, that he says he has room for matches left? Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out where all these rumors are going to end up. Um, yeah. Angle, the Hardys, those all four, you know, you know, NXT people, Balor. Well, Balor's part of Raw. That's the only given. Um, 
but I'm still trying, yeah, trying to figure out where these guys are going to end up and where they make sense ending up. And how um, about you? Um, <clears throat> for Angle, I mean, like you said, I can. I'm sure they're going to start him off as either the GM of Raw or uh, the manager for American Alpha. Did you, actually tonight? Jason Jordan hit a uh, an angle slam, so that could possibly be a, a an Easter egg or a spoiler towards them possibly that's starting true. a stable. Um, but I, I'm sure again that's how they're going to start him off as a non wrestling character, and then probably move mm-hmm. him into you know having a, a a role as a wrestler on the on the main roster. Yeah, that's something they could that could benefit from a slow perfectly timed slow burn but a slow mm-hmm. burn regardless because you know everyone wants to see him wrestle you know people are going to go see that they yeah. don't need to give that to us right away he probably you know we saw him what two three weeks ago so I'm not saying he's out of wrestling shape but he probably wants some time to get back in WWE shape per yeah. se maybe you know depending on if he works with some of the current talent mm-hmm. you know behind the scenes and stuff but yeah uh, the only thing where I'm not completely sold on and I could see him being GM but there's also been rumors that uh, two both females um, uh, Summer Rae and Lana have been you know other I've heard through various social media different podcasts uh, websites um, so that's I, I'd rather angle than those because I kind of like what they're doing at Rusev and Lana, they're kind of rectifying him, resurrecting um, Summer Rae. It's, it's the best, sad thing is, though, I believe it because as far as we know, she hasn't been fired yet. Uh, they kind of still mention her every now and then, but um, if Angle is to take the GM spot, I just hope, and we've talked about this, I just hope he doesn't become like a lackey um, and that he kind of like stands up and because he has a you know, relationship with Triple H, and that he doesn't just he doesn't become what fully became. Oh yeah, um, if they if they do that to him, with the, good God. Yep, with the Hardys, because both both shows need more tag teams. Um, I'm trying to think who I'd rather see them go up against. I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them in the title picture. Maybe not right away. Uh, yeah, I'd love nah. to see them in the. I think, I think the New Day would be best only because it will give the new day something of relevance you know give them a few that people care about yeah and it'd be I so see fun those promos yeah and even you know if enzo and Cass, i could see them winning at mania and continuing a feud with um gals and anderson i could even see hardy's having great stuff with cesaro and sheamus yeah um and then but also if um you put them on smackdown you know that you know they don't really fit so looking i think i think i'm i think they debut on raw as much as smackdown needs more teams too um american alpha doesn't really need someone to go toe-to-toe on the mic with i think they just need more just good young competition Mm -hmm. which brings me to my next i think i could see both diy and the revival who knows that they're both gonna debut you know, at the same time, but I think, I think Raw has the better. They only have what four teams, but I think they have the better, if you even call it that, tag team situation. SmackDown, I think, could really benefit from both those two young teams. They've totally. wrestled Alpha, you know, recently. 
um, and they really just need the work in there. Uh, they need the team to inject something into that tag team division. Mm-hmm. And Hardys would be injecting something into the Raw one, and it just switches it up a bit. Um, Asuka, it's kind of the same thing. I would like to see a different... They haven't explored all the possibilities with the SmackDown Women's Championship, so just to add Asuka into maybe who knows what um, with the current Raw Divas, I think she fits best there. How about you with those those rest of those rumors? Um... Yeah, hey, I I agree with all that you're saying. I could see, I could definitely see, uh, both the revival and DIY coming to SmackDown. Although at the same time, I could see you know one of them going on each show. Uh, but yeah. the heart for sure, the Hardys. I I think they definitely have to put them wherever the new day is. I can't see them being in any other type of feud. I, that's gonna be the most like entertaining thing they could possibly do if they put them together. So I could see, yeah, Raw having the Hardys and then uh, SmackDown having the Revival and DIY. Um, do you want to go into our bold predictions? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, see, it's tough because it's almost, you know, I am getting, I am usually good at predicting. I've not just not saying that because last week I nailed bold predictions, but I'm usually good. I'm a, I'm a smart mark, and usually I'm not surprised that often. But uh, I will, you know, this week it's, you know, just the last, the go-home show, which should mm-hmm. be good, but you don't really have surprises um, and something too crazy happening. That's usually, like we said, the night after Mania, nights after Mania. But for bold predictions on Raw, I'm going to say... See, I, this isn't really bold. I don't know if I want to say that. Um, I'm going to say Stephanie McMahon's going to hint at the next GM uh, for Raw. For SmackDown, I think. Uh, I'm trying to not think something too obvious. I almost said, you know, they're going to make official Usos versus Alpha, but I think that's too easy. Um, for SmackDown, I think we're going to find out. I think because I could see him not telling us. Uh, but I think we're going to find out what exactly, how the Divas Women's SmackDown Women's Championship match, what exactly the match is going to be. Do, okay. Do, do those both count? Yeah. For uh, bold predictions? Yeah, why not? Cool. How about <laughs> you? Uh, So, for Raw, I'm going to say that the final segment of Raw we see Goldberg and Lesnar and they both get into the ring and uh, see it's not even a bold prediction because usually usually on a, on a show before a pay-per-view whoever's going to lose most likely stands tall you know so so I could, yeah, I could see exactly. Goldberg laying waste to to Lesnar, you know, you know what? I'll I'll say they have like a like a crazy brawl, and they have to like be taken taken away from each other. That's my bold prediction for Raw, and for SmackDown, uh, we see, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go for the bold prediction again. I've made it before, but I'm still hoping that this happens. That 
Next week, we hear that there's a stipulation to the AJ-Shane match, and if AJ wins, he gets put into the main event of WrestleMania. That's my bold predictions for this week. For next week. Guns. I love it. I love it. Yep. Um, <laughs> and with that being said, that concludes episode number three of Conflicting Views. I am one of the one half of the very fine, fabulous hosts, uh, <laughs> Mike Benson. Um, you can follow me on Mike the Beast ninety two on Twitter at Mike underscore Benson on Instagram. Don't add me on Facebook. I have been getting too many random, um, you know, fake accounts at friend requests, and then you know, brands up my day seeing a friend request, and to see it's someone I have no mutual friends with, <laughs> ruins my day. So. Follow me on those two. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, uh, just my name, Michael Benson, B-E-N-D-T-S-E-N. Uh, setting up, uh, now bringing it over to my uh, co-host who's going to plug, going to not do a shameless plug and actually promote what we've been doing for the last two hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because I could care less about other social media platforms uh, that are my own, I should say. I am going to only plug Conflicting Views stuff. So please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at Conflicting Views Wrestling. As I've said for the past two episodes, we are still attempting to get us onto iTunes. I am hoping and I'm praying that we can get it on before uh, Mania because I know we're going to have, for the next two weeks, we're going to have some pretty cool shows where we'll have uh, WrestleMania predictions next week and then the week after that we'll have uh, night after WrestleMania Raw recaps and SmackDown recaps which will be great uh, so yeah hopefully by then we'll have us up on iTunes but for right now you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Conflicting Views Wrestling and again please subscribe to us on YouTube.com at uh, Conflicting Views Wrestling that's the only place you're really going to be able to find our content uh, yeah. And why I do those shameless plugs because I do share and retweet and revine all conflicting views. Revine. So <laughs> it's just all one big giant funny fun family social media circle. So mm. for those who have you know given us the view, the thumbs up, the share, the likes, and all that fun stuff, we both thank you and uh, tune in for next week. Next week, like Mike said, we're gonna have some WrestleMania predictions. So we'll have some fun with that. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>